We may wander off on a tangent or two, and I hope you're all ears, cause we may talk off a few, but other than that, take a load off, relax, the fun has begun, we're not just another education podcast. Just a cheeky little disclaimer here, this episode features coarse language, I've got to tell you, but there it is, you can make a decision now. Hello you lovely lot and welcome to Not Another Education Podcast. With the new year started, we feel like you are owed a little bit of reflection time. So please welcome on the show today, Mrs. Smith, for an hour of full moon fuckery. Just a note. This episode was recorded pre-Christmas, so some festive talk may feature. Enjoy! Yeah, welcome. How, how's your week been? Um, yeah, as you'd imagine. <laughs> the, week, the week of all the chocolate and the elves, yeah. Oh, have you got Elf on the Shelf going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to murder him already, but... Oh, okay. What's, <laughs> what's he been doing? <laughs> Well, he's not. He's just been, I think, surreptitiously drip feeding sugar to the kids in my class. <laughs> I love that. But see, I, I bought an elf on the shelf this year and I've always had like a black one that I just bought from like a tea rooms. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, the proper creepy Victorian looking one that everyone's yeah. got. And I bought a proper one this year and I um, I have no idea what to do with it. So I I mean, I'm not that. I'm not that crazy. I haven't got the energy to do that, to be honest. So, um, I've been looking on Pinterest and stuff, and I printed off like a calendar of stuff that you can um yeah. do every day. But yeah, I I had that like black elf on the shelf um when I had my year my year twos, and it was just it was just the most fun. I think the yeah. the, the most extreme it got is me and my TA. We like basically got like the elf to turn all the tables upside down so when the kids came in for registration they were like oh where do we sit this is just chaos <laughs> but that was like that was like the big finale like <laughs> yeah I might use that one right at the end so so far he's um or she it it's a gender, <laughs> neutral, gender neutral name um so so far they've just appeared and they sat in the middle of the Christmas tree but they'd written a letter and quite by chance, I'd included a child's name in the letter. Who, as she walked, as she walked into school, sure, was sure, busy shoving back all the lollipops in her pockets. So I said, "Oh, they're going to have to come on my table." So, and then the elf mentioned her name and the fact she had sweets with her. So they absolutely believe the elf is watching. And I don't quite know how that happened. It just did. That was really sort of serendipitous. So yeah. Do you do the thing where, like, you know, the alarm in your class? You're like, "That's Father Christmas watching." No, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I don't do that because I think I've got in minor, they believe so much, I think I'd have nightmares with some of them. They would be <laughs> at home absolutely petrified. And I, I want to make it fun. I don't want to make it absolutely horrific. Kind of so, creepy. That's creepy, yeah, there's, right? <laughs> there's, there's something sort of slightly underhand about an elderly gentleman watching your children in the classroom really so no that's terrible like I, I feel like Charlie's nurse who have said something along those lines because he we still have like a monitor for him and um depending on the light like a little red light can come on and then he's like oh father Christmas is watching and I'm like 
Not really creepy. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't do that. But they no. do know that I that you know I have got a hotline to if I need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you done? I'm going to ring him. That's it. I'm going to ring him, and then like I haven't done it yet. But in the letter, the threat was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I've got my phone out quite a few times like well this has been going on since Halloween probably I'm like that's it I'm gonna ring him and then Charlie's like go on then and then I start like pretending to dial and he's like no don't do it (laughs) it's like call my bluff um I'm really good at fake conversations on the phone so (laughs) yeah and and now you can even fake um texts can't you and messages so you could actually with slightly older ones say look there we go (laughs) yeah well if you don't believe it then yeah that's hard isn't it if they like question stuff like that at like any age but I'm guessing like your class are just all in buying into it right Uh, absolutely yeah they are I haven't got any who look sideways at you yet no, they all they all believe because I I, you know I I said to them well that's fine if you don't then Christmas morning, you will find out one way or the other. Ooh. And they're not actually ready to jump yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's a step too far. They go, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, the Polo Express where it's like, if if you can't hear it ring, then you don't believe. And then obviously no, you no. can hear it ring because it's a bell. So then you believe for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fun. You got a Christmas jumper on today as well. I have got my Christmas jumper on. Yeah, I thought I would <sighs> I need to dig mine out. Mine's really ugly. I have no, one. No, no, no. This, this, this is a new one because my other one is just so disgusting. I just think, <laughs> actually, if I, I, you know, especially if I'm going to wear it for charity, I don't really want to be looking quite like that. Yeah. Well, I um, I used to have one last year, and it was like, it was like bright green, and it had like really kind of weird looking watercolor style paintings of cats on. And I, and then like the cats were in these little Santa hats and stuff. I'm quite a new cat lady. I'm just an animal person in general, really. But I've uh, I've been collecting cats for 18 months now. <laughs> I have got a hideous jumper. I've got a hideous jumper. There's a Christmas tree, but unfortunately, a couple of the baubles are really badly placed. Oh, <laughs> really? It's like nipples on a cold day. So I can't <laughs> actually wear that in the classroom. <laughs> I love that. I needed a new jumper. Yeah, yeah. No, fair, fair. Um, But yeah, mine's gross. So I'm going to wait for the right occasion to to blind everybody with it. (laughs) Um, Well, let's let's get started properly. Um, um, I just want to welcome to the show today a really cool guest. It's Mrs. Smith. You might have heard um, from Mrs. Smith Says It blog. She is all over social media with all her different types of feelings and thoughts about what teachers are thinking but won't say. So yeah, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great fun to be here. Yeah, I mean, we um, we, we kind of met last week and I think that, you know, it's going to make such a fun episode in general kind of talking. Well, like I've never actually like, like had anybody on the show who's like anonymous. So like, I, I honestly was expecting you to just like, be like those anonymous people on the internet who just wear like a mask and then it'd be oh. like do you know what though I wouldn't have minded because that's kind of like my humor anyway I'd be like oh fair <laughs> yeah except that you know if we're chatting for too long I'm gonna get uncomfortable in a mask I don't masks are a bit creepy so I'd rather just be 
Yeah, I'd, I'd rather turn my screen off if I was going to do anything, but then that's odd talking to a blank screen. So I, I, f- I feel like you've entertained the idea of a mask. <laughs> it's well, it's great. No, the sort of seer hat with some sort of veil that that I could possibly get. Away oh, okay. With. Yeah. Okay, I I hear you. <laughs> that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of talking to the team, and I'm like, oh, like I don't know, should I put a camera on because you know you have to protect your identity. So obviously. We won't talk about like, you know, your, no. your kids or, um, you know, anything really specific like that. But um, yeah, it's it's really, really interesting to kind of have you. And I, I guess it'd be really fun on the show today just to give people an insider's, you know, view of who is Mrs. Smith. Yeah. Well, and, and also, actually, do you know what the, the whole vibe of not really being at all specific means that. Well, if you keep Mrs. Smith generic, then she appeals and and actually sort of connects with many more people than if we were just talking about maybe, say, EYFS teachers or year yeah, six teachers. Yeah. You know, I think that, and, no, I've been around the block of several times in schools, <laughs> so I've got a feel for most parts of the school system. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to kind of let our audience know, you know, what what you do, I mean, because we're presuming you're a teacher, you're in the grind, like like most of our audience. Um, and it'd just be kind of cool to know what your day-to-day is. Yeah, no, I, I am I am a teacher and I, uh-huh. I do work in a class and I have children who don't call me Mrs. Smith. They use another name <gasps> every day. And yeah, so there we go. Um, uh, I do what everyone else does. You know, I get up at six and I have a shower and I have my breakfast and I say goodbye to anyone else who happens to be in my house at the time and I go to work. And my I don't stop, you know, day in, day out, and then come home sort of, well, I usually get home about six o'clock. So, you know, that's it. It is it is that never-ending, relentless go into school. And, you know, in between times, all the madness happens. And the madness yeah, that that I then sort of put in on Mrs. Block, Mrs. Smith on Facebook. And I do that, you know, that that's just the, what happens really. And, and, and I don't necessarily plan what I'm going to write. Everything that happens on Mrs. Smith has happened at some point in time. So every single bit of madness, sometime over my time of teaching that yeah. has happened. And yeah, sometimes yeah. it might actually have happened that day. So the boys doing the roly polies in the bathroom had happened that today, because you know, if you give a small child an open space and an audience, they will do something bonkers. Yeah, I mean that is just like the best setup: small child, <laughs> audience, open space, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be ridiculous, and they will. If they can include some roly polies through someone else's wee, they will do it. Oh, okay, and there's just in like, the boys' boom. bathroom. Yeah, there's so many logistical problems that comes of that. Like, yeah. there's like the behavior, but then it's also like having to, I guess, find the clothes. I'm guessing like they have spare clothes or they don't, they don't. Well, or... Except nowadays we don't, do we? So every day oh. we come to school. Well, if you come to school, your PE kit, because COVID and all that. So children come to school in their PE kits. They then, we. I can't say to a child, oh, well, you better change your trousers and put your PE kit on then. <laughs> Yeah, and they're too big for me to go down to EYF and squeeze them into a size of you know age three pants or trousers. Well, that's fine. Then you know we'll ring your mum and say, "Could you come and bring up a pair of trousers?" Because 
he's been, he's been forward rolling. rolling someone else's wee. He's been rolling in the wee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to have seen that call. <laughs> yeah, there be. are there are several calls that you just think I don't actually believe I'm having this conversation with a parent. I d- I don't think like you can really beat the type of stories or the conversations that teachers like have to kind of go through. I mean, what other job would you really have to call a parent? Like, you know, leave leave the classroom, get someone to watch the kids or do it on lunchtime or whatever. And then you ring up and say, could you bring clothes? Because your son is now covered in wee. Like, when does that even like, it's just, yeah. it's mad, isn't not, it? Not his own and through his own choice. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, you know, yeah, I mean, it just it, gets worse and worse and worse. It's 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 a classic case, isn't it? Of just like this is what happens when you roll and we. Yes, <laughs> someone else's we. And there's also those conversations that you have with parents, and I mean, I I have had deadly, utterly serious conversations about you know someone's behaviour, and the parent has had that you know carried on. We stood outside the classroom door, had the conversation. And they've gone off and then I've realised that actually it's Halloween and I am wearing pumpkin dealie boppers on my head whilst I was having a conversation about someone else's behaviour. And that's what happens in schools because you just, that's it. That's what happens. Yeah, it's like it's you're, telling, you're telling kids like, I don't find this funny. Do you find no. this funny? And they're like wiggling on top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, actually, that is pretty funny. It is funny. <laughs> But I mean, it, it's 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 nice to know that like, because I I kind of feel like I'm quite I'm still I still feel quite alien in the world of social media. Like I'm kind of one of those people that if I had the choice, I would live off grid, you know. And kind of I mean, may I don't know whether I'd like it or not, but you know, I definitely feel like sometimes it can be oh it can be too much, can't it? Social media. So I think yeah. that when you come across somebody like you who's like authentic and real and you know, kind of is so relatable because teachers have obviously had this experience. You know, it's it it's ultimately going to be successful because that's what people are on social media for. They're looking for a connection. They're looking for something that feels real, but in a digital space, which I just find quite strange in in itself. But you know, it's 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 lovely that you know you have this like massive following of. And it's not following sounds like a bit weird, but following in such of like a community, you know, yeah. so many people who, you know, are getting so much out of what you kind of put out there, right? Yeah, and 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 um, I'm always astonished because the whole thing is completely organic. Yeah, it yeah. started with um, me and some teacher colleagues sitting in the pub one evening, and I had just written down you know and every teacher everyone says to a teacher oh you should write it down it you know there's a book in it or whatever so I did write it down and I wrote a few things down and we sat in the pub and we were we just had a giggle about it and then someone said well what are you going to do with it now and I thought well I could keep it in the book yeah which is fine or (laughs) and then I started I started actually with a wordpress blog rather than um using sort of social media and then okay. quite quickly, it, I went from writing much longer pieces to think, and I just thought to myself, do you know what? I, I'm going to run out of, of longer pieces to write sort of big episodes on. But actually, a couple of one-liners every day would 
and it was much much more of sort of flexing my writing muscle than it was doing anything else with it so oh. every day I would just write one little short thing and, yeah. and post it and then that sort of there was one post that went absolutely bonkers and then everything else there was a little bit of traction constantly and so I just carried on going I mean you know there is that sort of dopamine feedback isn't there when people say oh actually that's quite funny unless you know you're actually sort of my daughters who then say no you're not but you know there's there's that <laughs> Yeah, I think I must have a funny I must have a funny bone that that sort of works and connects with other people. So, I yeah. just sort of carry on flexing using it, doing it. I enjoy doing it, so why would I stop? Yeah, and do you know what? Like I I I think with like I th- I think people's understanding of teachers is like a very traditional one or like, mm. you know, like a Miss Honey, right? So, yeah. someone who is like loving the children as if they were their own and having this like really beautiful learning experience and I mean anyone who's ever worked in a school will find that you know what sometimes there are those moments but more often than not it's uh it's very different to that and it it comes with its own like little quirks and it's it's you know it's a wonderful it's a wonderful job but you know because of that I feel like a lot of teachers were told like you know of you can only, if you do have social media, you can only present yourself in a certain way or, you know, kind of say certain things. And it's almost like, I get that, but it's almost like limiting your voice, right? So it's like, yeah. if you want to vent, you don't, you, who do you do that to? Like, you don't want to necessarily do it to your family because like, oh, it's like every night that becomes a bit much, right? So, you know, having this like platform to be able to do that and bring everyone together and say, do you know what? Like, that is really annoying or that is like crappy or whatever. It's just, it's so like useful and so clever because you do it under like the guise of Mrs. Smith, but like you say, they're like real experiences mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not like, it's not fabricated. Because I think teachers would see through that for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't. It's, it's so mad that you can't lie about it. I mean, you can't, you couldn't, you couldn't create the bonkers <laughs> situations that we sometimes find ourselves in. And I think you want, you want to be able to talk to a teacher because if I talk to Mr. Smith, I have to explain everything and the reasons behind yeah, why we've yeah. done something and, and the acronyms that I'm using. So if I'm talking about SEND or I'm talking about um, SLT or anything or, um, or a MAT or whatever, I've got to explain all of that. Whereas I don't have to explain that to anyone who's sort of reading something because we all have that experience that we've shared together. And there is this really weird perception that teachers have to be these sort of... Um, airbrushed perfection yeah, in yeah, our yeah. behaviour. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to go out for a drink with your friends, you really need to go a distance away because teachers don't have a drink. Oh, God forbid. God and, forbid. Yeah, and, and, no, I mean, absolutely. And and certainly they don't drink and they don't sort of do, they don't have inappropriate relationships with, you know, other adults. You know, there's, there's all of those things that, and then if we do, we've got to lock it away, which then actually sort of invalidates a little bit the fact that, that we are people that yeah. that's what i that's what i think you to explain i mean i've had people on mrs smith message mrs smith and say um I, I don't think a teacher should swear you know and they'll say i don't i don't want to read your posts because you use swear words well there are two very short words i would use to that <laughs> yeah maybe me too maybe me too yeah. you know you say hang on a minute wait a moment yeah 
we 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 we've we've got lives to live and we find things funny and and we want to go out and have a drink and we want to do yeah, we want to sing karaoke yeah. badly you know all of those sorts of things we want to be able to do and you know i i don't i mean i don't think that necessarily you do want to post it on social media but there are reasons why you would do that in in keeping your private life private and not having the chi- everyone knowing about it because it's your private life not because yeah. you're setting a bad example yeah and i think like why it's so like refreshing to kind of see your account and why it's almost like i think for the consumers of that content why they're almost like oh, i love this because it is so fresh and invigorating to say actually you are a knobhead for observing me all the time because yeah. for me to do my job or, you yeah. know, I actually, I, I hate, I used to hate when I used, when I used to teach, I hated the idea of a learning walk because you felt like you were scrutinizing the poor teacher next door. And I'm all for learning from each other and everything, but ultimately like it is just something that is, it feels quite negative, but packaged in a positive way. And like, let's just call it out for what it is. It's rubbish, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and and yeah. we all know, we all know it's going to begin with. So, how do you feel that? <laughs> Closely followed by, you know, the in the middle of the sandwich, and then you'll have her. So, what do you think? You know, what would your even better ifs are? And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. I use even better ifs with seven year olds. Please <laughs> don't use one with me because I'm 57. Either say it sensibly, or don't say at all and then there are those and you know you've mentioned observations observations are those ones where people are coming in and doing a box ticking exercise oh yeah absolutely want to have instead of you coming in and scrutinizing me I want to have had a conversation with you beforehand where I say to you do you know what the thing that I really am struggling with at the moment is x or y or z yeah so I would like your expertise and I want to work together and I want to do that. And then you've got me on board before you even walk through the door with your clipping. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think a lot of the time why SLT poll will be feel quite far removed and vice versa is because they do exactly that. They come into like, what is this like lovely culture of, of space with, with you and the kids? And it's almost like they're judging something that they don't really see on a day-to-day basis and that box ticking thing doesn't always give the full picture so if you've got a child um who falls under SEND and you know they're acting up but maybe they had a wonderful day yesterday you know maybe that that child needs further support and you know that can't there's only so much accountability and I've, I've actually experienced that I used to have like seven SEN children in one class I had and I got pulled on behavior management I'm like this particular child is frustrated because this is like a difficult lesson for them. Like, you know, we're trying to meet the needs in certain ways, but yesterday you should have seen them. It's just, you don't know what you're walking into sometimes as a teacher. And it's the same with SLT, isn't it really? Yeah. And then I think if, if they're going to be true to their word, what they need to do, the word is leadership in that. Yeah. 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 So if you're going to do that, then what you need to do is to say, fine, I'll teach your class. Yeah. And then we will talk afterwards about what I found difficult, what you found difficult, what we can improve. Yes, I understand why you found yeah. that particular child. And that's, I think that's the way that you're going to get much more from people. It's all about, you know, it's all about how you organise yourself with the staff that you have. Yes, there's going to be an agenda. Yes, there's going to be things that have to happen. Yeah. But 
you need to move together at, you know you have to take people with you you can't leave them behind yeah and like I think the best one in the world like sometimes teaching isn't as collaborative as we'd like it to be mm. you know we'd love to have this kind of world where everyone learns from each other and works with each other but it can be like quite a uh an isolating and almost and that, and I think that's how like teachers almost get like a bit down and burnt out because they're like essentially just try doing the same thing over and over again with like no support I guess and I think it I think it can be like quite lonely at times I think I was quite lonely in classroom at sometimes I was like the teacher upstairs like on my own with year sixes and you know sometimes that was lovely because we could kind of just like shut ourselves away and like really crack on some like fab writing and stuff but other times it was a bit like do you know what it'd be really good if I could just like bounce off another teacher or you know I could I could plan like you know co-plan with somebody just so I know that this is like on the right lines or whatever but you know I I think we definitely something's got to give I think we need to find like better ways effectively of like working together and also managing like the pressures and stress of like the day-to-day I think that's that's a big barrier right yeah I mean and and schools I mean if you think families are dysfunctional schools are the most dysfunctional families (laughs) ever 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 been part of I mean you know there's always the wayward child there's always the person who you know promises much and doesn't deliver there's always the person who's just desperately keen you know it's and it's it's fine, but you actually have to find a way to rub along together. Yeah. And they are isolating because actually you've all got things that you're really desperately wanting to get done. Yeah, of course. Things, there's a time pressure of things to get done, things you have to, you've got to work. To, I mean, I'm really lucky. So I, I I work in a fabulous team and we all work together. But if you're in a school where you are the only person in a year group, that's really hard because you haven't got anyone to talk to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. If you're stuck at the end of a corridor, if um, if you're really just a sort of a person who doesn't sort of put themselves out there too much, yeah. it's easy to to just sort of slip into the background and not get forgotten, but just left to get on with it. Because actually, there will be people who are going to want need ask for support more or ask but and that that again takes up the time of those people and and I think that's also why Mrs Smith works quite well it's because it doesn't matter where you are whether you're upstairs or you're downstairs or you're you know in the EYFS or wherever you are she sort of has I don't know how I don't know how it's happened but actually the community that's grown around the comments that are put on the bottom of any post that I make are so supportive yeah. and so sort of thoughtful and everyone just says oh my goodness that's happened to me or oh yeah, yeah. do you remember and then they'll tag a friend who also remembered the poo rolling across the floor as you <laughs> read the down someone's trouser leg you know all oh, yeah. of that oh, stuff yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or someone else who, who spends their entire time whilst you're trying to read a story sort of licking your shoe. Those sorts of things. Oh my gosh, oh. it's so, you know, like I, I, I completely, like I am, I taught year one, um, like I covered year one for like a little bit and um, yeah, <laughs> if you saying that poo thing, like I remember this little boy and he, he was like adamant that he like didn't do a poo and you could like smell it and you were like, you need to go to the toilet and he's like no it's fine I'm fine I'm gonna go play and you're like okay and then next thing I know there's like another little girl saying 
miss, there's a poo on the floor. And you know, when you just like feel your heart sink a bit, <laughs> you're like, oh my God, why is there? And you turn around and it's like so much worse than you ever thought it would be. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. And then it was him. And like, you know, there's obviously things that come with that with a five-year-old you know not not being toilet trained but the idea that you know you're spending time because then he'd obviously like messed with it and then gone and played in the provision oh, this teacher had set up lovely. <laughs> so it was like well that's my lunch time just yeah. cleaning shit off toys which is fine um it's part of the job and i don't want anyone to you know get any nasty nasty kind of infections or anything but yeah i you know you don't that's not that's not in the teaching standards just saying it isn't. No, no, that's not. No, that's not in my job description. No, nope. but I'll do it. Well, you kind of have to because, yeah. like, what were you going to wait for the the cleaners to come and then it's like I don't think they should do that either. Um, I feel like that's kind of like a biohazard in a way. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's it's like you know whoever whoever saw it first has to clean it and like unfortunately I didn't have any support in the class that day so it was very much can you go in next door and just yeah. ask miss if she can come come round and then she watched the class and then I was like shoveling it up like oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um but you know you, you do you, you you do it in a way that is uh I, I guess it's it's fine it's fine don't worry about it it you know happens to all of us it doesn't it doesn't happen <laughs> no, no, and and yeah, uh, but equally, there's there's yeah, there's um, there's always some bodily fluid or something that's smeared over somebody or something at some point in time every day in almost yeah. every classroom. <laughs> so you you just take it as half of the course. So long as they don't smear it on me, um, that's probably all right. Well, well I did yeah. I did once actually catch sick, which was possibly oh. one of the low points when someone that was a, it was a while ago. Yeah, they. And I, she just went to be, and I automatically just put my hand together out, and I caught it. <laughs> why did Why did you put your hands out? Because because actually it would have been so much worse if it had hit the carpet. Oh, that's that's fair. That's fair. So this this was in the days when you could sort of shut the classroom door and get a nice fog going on a cold day. Yeah. As opposed to opening the doors and freezing your tits off, which is actually what's happening at the moment. But. <laughs> So I, I just knew that what would happen was if, if it was then and the, then the carpet wasn't deep cleaned until the end of the day and the, oh. no, 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 no. So I caught it. <laughs> I have to say, without thinking about it, I just put my hands forward and went like that. And then I thought, now what do I do with it? Anyone? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> no, no, no. I can just imagine like the kids' faces were just like. <gasps> yeah. Uh, you're just like no. no. Was, it like, was it like contained or was it a bit like? Oh no no no! no. We're, t- we're talking through fingers. We're talking yeah. But I mean, it was it was at least you know most of it was there and least less of it was on the carpet. What did the but, kids say? Like what did they say when? Well, they, there was it? just that you know that stunned silence. Yeah. They just like. <gasps> uh, yeah. yeah, I'm waiting for like <laughs> like nice catch, miss. Nice catch. Yeah. No 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 no. I think they weren't they weren't quite old enough. To sort of quite get the sarcasm yet, you know, well held. So then, no. like, you just kind of like in the bin and then wash your hands and like, yeah. right, moving on. Okay, so back to fronted adverbials. Oh, what a trooper! I just be like, <laughs> okay, I'm so done today. I'm going for my lunch. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think like 
like having that insight is it's so good for like teachers and you know educators and anyone involved in that world I guess to know that they're not alone do you feel like it's it's almost like an outlet for you as well like oh yeah I mean definitely I think it's sort of um just because I yeah and because Mrs Smith is she's the one who's venting I need to vent and and I, I do need to do that, and and it's absolutely not and not the children who need venting at. It's the system who yeah, of needs, course, yeah. needs venting about. So it's the fact that you know you, especially during sort of COVID, the fact that we've got SLT who have got been sent stuff at one minute to midnight that needs to be actioned at eight eight o'clock in the morning. No absolutely not no that's just completely unrealistic and and shows a real lack of empathy and understanding about how schools work because schools are not oh they are workplaces but they are workplaces with a whole sort of community attached to them yeah yeah you can't just say to people well this is going to happen you're going to be open and then you're closed and then you're closed and then you're open um and then you know, we're not going to feed the children in the holidays. I mean, how utterly ridiculous is that? Yeah, I mean, that, you know what, like, it, it kind of, like, broke me, my spirit, like, last year a, a little bit because when they kind of said, you know, we're not going to we're not gonna give these kids, like, th- free school meals, not only are they, like, entitled to that, but, like, I, I just, because I've worked, I've only ever worked in, like, schools where, like, kids are at a massive disadvantage and you know, you just think about those kids and you're like, well, they're not going to eat today. They're literally not going to eat today. Like, and they don't have the type of parents who would go to a food bank or go and, you know, find out what they could do to feed their children. These children are kind of fending for themselves, essentially. And, you know, taking that away from them, it's it's just so, I, I don't know how low you can actually stoop. I really don't like if that was me I feel like I don't know how much that costs I, I don't know the cost of that but I feel like I would rather forgo a salary to make sure that like the most vulnerable children of England could eat because that yeah. that is just to me it's it, mental it just it showed me how little thought and care and empathy went into making that decision yeah because whatever you think or feel about the actions of the parents those children did not put themselves in that position no absolutely did not choose to be hungry or cold or anything else they did not make the decision the adults who were responsible for their care made that decision and you cannot penalise the children who are disadvantaged no. because of what an adult has chosen or not chosen to do. Yeah. It, just unacceptable. It's, I mean, I'll it, get off my soapbox, but no, not at no, all. No, it, 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 it did, like, and, you know, I was kind of saying to my partner, like, last year, I was like, this is so bad. And he was he was like, yeah, but, you know, like, there's this, you know, there's this, and, like, he was kind of trying to say that, like, you know, there's different supermarkets you can go to and food stupid. I think that is not the point. The point is, is that if it's not their fault, there's a pandemic. And if these children were in school, not only for a lot of children, is that like their safe space, but it's actually the first time they might have eaten in 24 hours, maybe longer. I don't know if it's been a weekend, but, you know, they're eating something hot and nutritional and they're getting the social interaction that they crave and they feel like love, you know, like I'm not. But these are the types of kids that I think of 
when I hear a decision like that. And I'm not saying that, you know, every vulnerable child is in that particular specific situation. Like, I don't think that's fair to say with the no. same brush, but, you know, I, I just couldn't help but picture those kids and how I would feel if they were still in my care. Like, I don't know. I'd, I'd be like making them sandwiches and take it to them. I just, it felt so rubbish for, 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 for it. And yeah, I just, that's kind of when I lost faith completely. Like yeah. last year, I just, I don't know. It is like, as you say, like so little thought is into it, isn't it? It's just, it's just astounding. It's just way. a lack. Of, it's a lack of understanding as as to how schools and communities actually function, and yeah. what they do is so much more than yeah. making sure that at the end of year four they know all of their tables. Yeah, because whilst whilst my class would absolutely know that I bang on about learning your tables constantly, and the fact yeah. that I can't do it for them, and they have got to do it themselves, there are other things as well. Yeah. that are as important that needs to be addressed and I think sometimes those things slip down because they cost money or they cost time or they cost sort of in investment in people yeah but it's like you know yourself if you get up in the morning and you're really hungry I mean I know if I'm really hungry in the morning I'm not doing anything till I've had a piece of toast I just can't focus I can't focus if I haven't had you know, something to drink if I'm really thirsty. And it's like those basic needs, you know, or if, if you feel like, you know, like, and for kids as well, like it's putting them in such an awkward position in terms of like, kids can be brutal, right? And, you know, bullying. So if they're not, if their clothes aren't clean and they're not clean and they're hungry, it's just such a negative experience for them and like yeah. quite a traumatic one too. Yeah. And you don't want children coming to what should essentially be a safe space for them. And then because of there's a lack of something else yeah. that school can't provide or is having to provide in, in a different way because the funding's not there. Yeah. It's not on. It's not accessible. No, no. And it and it, it's it's sad to think like as a teacher, like there's only so much you can do. Cause I think we like to think, you know, as teachers, we, we can do everything because we feel like we do do everything. And it for the most part, it's true, you know, like you're you're the one they see the most in their life um five days a week so it's uh it's 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 kind of I think I think sometimes like maybe teachers whenever they're feeling in that particularly low and isolating place to remind themselves of like the influence and the care that they give and the value that they have is um something not to be taken lightly and you know it's uh it's it is it's amazing I mean do you have like a do you have a favourite thing you love about teaching or maybe not so much favourite? Maybe best and worst? Um, I just love I, I just love being with the children. I really <laughs> like to see how sort of they... It's when someone does something and you've been trying to tell them over and over and over again that you believe that they can do it and then suddenly yeah. they can. That's that's the thing I like. I mean, we did... I did... Um, when I was teaching year six once... We did a show that was, oh, no, I won't tell you what the show was, but it wasn't, wasn't <laughs> easy. It was a tricky old one to do. Yeah. And a child who had never joined the choir, never sung, never done anything like that, stood up at the auditions and blew us away. Oh, wow. And we That's just cool. said, because we'd said to them, anyone can do it. You know, this room's yeah. a safe space. Have a go. Yeah. And when all the rest of the year sixes just gave them a huge round of applause, we thought, well, oh. there we go. 
That's lovely. Uh, their cast. So that <laughs> sort of thing. I mean, it doesn't happen very often, but that sort of thing is the bit that you think, do you know what? You can't measure that. That's that. I can't say whether that child's expected or whether they're exceeding expectations or whatever they are. But oh my word, that child, when we had finished the production and everyone in the whole school gave them a round of applause and they just, it was the best feeling for them. That's yeah. It. That's, that's it. You know, it's, it's like when they're proud of themselves, you know, like mm. it's like they, they try to, to kind of, and you know, every time I ask teachers about that question or anyone who comes on the show, they all say when you feel like you've actually like made a difference. Yeah. And there's like day, day to day when you're going home, like, you might have those like amazing days where you're like, oh, like I smashed it today. And the kids were like, they really got it. And I feel really good that they got it. And I feel, you know, happy for them. And then like those days where it's not so good. And, you know, it it all builds a bigger picture to that like light bulb moment, essentially, yeah. doesn't it? And it is, it is the most wonderful feeling. Cause that's why, that's why we do it, isn't it? Really? That's why we teach. We don't we don't teach to, you know, we definitely don't do it for the pay. No, we don't, <laughs> we do, definitely. We don't do it for the sort of, we don't do it for the Daily Mail telling us how wonderful we are. So, you Gonna know. love that Daily Mail. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we, it's, it's not sort of the public perception that we're yeah. not sort of lauded, you know, and the, we don't get that sort of, we don't do it for respect. What we do is because we absolutely love the job and yeah. we want to make a difference to society I think it, you've got to remember that what we do now for a seven-year-old could make a huge difference to someone who's 35 yeah yeah that, that makes a big difference so the sort of bases that we lay I mean I'm forever saying to my children and they they get fed up with it when we're, we're trying to do column addition and column subtraction I said well if you do if you learn to do this properly now when you are doing your A-levels when you do your degree because if you don't tell children when you're doing your A-levels when you're doing your degree they'll they they won't hear it necessarily from anyone else and if you keep telling them one of them will go away and do their levels and do their degree yeah and then that'll be brilliant yeah it's like the wider picture you know I used to get a lot in year six like why are we learning this and it it I find it so more prevalent in English more than anything because it's like do you really to be a good writer like a really good writer do you need to know what a coordinating conjunction is? No, not no. really, because you that's not. Be... <laughs> no, you need to be a really, really wide reader in order to be a good yeah. writer. You need to read, and you need to read constantly, and you need to read yeah. good books. That's what makes you a good writer. Knowing that you can use, you know, fronted adverbials. Knowing that you can use coordinating or subordinating conjunction. You know, a whole lot will happen mostly yeah if you read good examples yeah ab ab absolutely and I think that like sometimes it's so easy for kids to not grasp that that's what makes writing so beautiful and wonderful to read like I've read some some of the pieces of writing I used to get <laughs> I'd be like oh my god like this kid is gonna be a writer and then you'd be like you know, it's a photocopy. This, then it'll be like an original. Mm. I think. Yeah, and that's wrong. That's like that's like stealing no. someone's property. I guess, but <laughs> yeah. But you can also read a piece of writing that has everything that was on the success criteria ticked off. But oh my word, it can be unexciting. Yeah. So it's so, so dull. that does so not dull. make you a good 
writer by just having everything in place. Yeah. What's missing is the spark. Yeah. And we all know what that spark is when we read it. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's lovely. It is it is cool to read it, you know, especially when you can see that they've really got stuck in or you've like given like a really good stimulus. Like yeah. I feel like you get proper into it as well as a teacher and like to know like you're directing some grand <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We did our Christmas special, we called our Christmas special last week and um the 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 guest on it was sort of saying that they feel like you ever seen the movie Nativity? Like Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they feel like that Gordon Shakespeare character who's just like barking orders and like decides to go with King Herod as the uh, the, the Christmas play, which is very dark, <laughs> yeah. very dark, <laughs> um, very artistic, but maybe not for primary. You know, and um, I, I, I do think I think teachers teachers are very they can sometimes they go on autopilot and they don't think. Yeah, I remember I re- and it's a it's an extraordinarily long time ago, but I was on teaching practice. So it was, yeah, a very long time ago. Um, and they were they were doing an Easter production at the school that I was on my teaching practice. And I just remember they, oh. they were doing they had they had a boat in the middle of the hall and they were doing the whole sort of fishes of men thing. And okay. one child thumped another. And this this voice rang out from the back of the hall and shouted, would Jesus do that? And I remember thinking to myself, that's about the best line I've ever heard in my entire life. And <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus yeah. bump would Jesus your, your do friends? That? Would he? <laughs> and I love, like, this kid's probably gone, no. no. <laughs> I don't know. I've read the whole Bible. <laughs> It's a mute theological point, isn't it? You know, you think. Mm, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he. I mean, he may have done. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when the time comes, maybe. But yeah. um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they 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 say and do like the best things at the best times, don't they? I mean, yeah. We had in one Christmas show, um, like you know it we all like had a different scene and um, reception had this scene where it was like, effectively they were like the mice in the state, in the, the stables where Jesus was born. And um, <laughs> I remember like in between songs, it was a musical, it was a lot of numbers. Cause that's like what kids yeah. love, isn't it? And there was this like, just a quiet bit and the, the TA couldn't quite, um, I mean, she's like sound extraordinaire anyway, but she just, for some reason couldn't get get it working and then this kid who's dressed as a mice was like <laughs> I remember them shouting my tail stuck in my bum <laughs> in the toilet <laughs> they hadn't like untucked it from their tail honestly like I just <laughs> and because it was so quiet and like bless this little kid because they well, obviously, because everyone's going to laugh at that. It's, like, so cute and, like, so funny and just a perfect way to fill a silence, like, with a technical problem. But then, like, this kid's obviously, like, really embarrassed because they oh. thought they were just, like, being quiet and, like, discreet about it, but obviously <laughs> shouted it really loud. Good projection. Very good projection. <laughs> solid solid 10 out of 10 on that front. But, um, yeah. <laughs> It's just, I mean, that that's what people remember going home, isn't it, with that Christmas show? Oh, yeah. That's what they'll think and, of. 
and and it's and and also I mean you know when you think about it it's the casting too because teachers are really good at casting because you know that when you look at the angels they almost certainly aren't yeah (laughs) well you know I I got casted one year as a shepherd when I was a kid and just being the biggest brat I kicked off because I was like I'm not being a shepherd I'm always an angel my mum has the costume da 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 I was that kid by the way yeah I was that kid (laughs) excellent I was just like that one that you know the teachers kind of appeased because it was easier and then the staff knew were like oh Sake. <laughs> yeah, I know. What is that? Do you know? I never guess. Yeah, or you have parents ring up and say, but I've already bought the Mary costume. I don't think my parents would have rang up. I think they would have just been like, hey, <laughs> get on with it. I'd be like, I'd be the assertive one making the threats with no with nothing behind it, really. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love I always love the kid who just just gets into it and just is yeah. giving it the whole stage school production number. Yeah, arms, face, you know, teeth, the whole lot. I yeah, exactly, exactly. All, 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 all of that is uh, is always appreciated because I mean, <laughs> the last thing you want because you feel I think as a teacher like a pressure to like put on this amazing show because then if it's not good or like it's a little bit lackluster, then the parents are going to be like my kid wasn't wasn't you know shiny enough because you know the show wasn't like picked right or whatever and I mean I I hope I'm never like that as a parent like I hope any show I go to I mean Charlie has got a Christmas show in a couple of weeks and he was like I mean he's only like he's only three so I mean it's just going to be adorable whatever he does up there which is probably just going to be complete mayhem because that's what he's like and he he was like um it's like I've been practicing my Christmas songs, and I was like, "Oh, what, what, what does it go like?" And he, um, what did he say? He said, "Rudolph the Red-Nosed Pooh," and I was like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> that's what you're going to sing on stage." I kind of, kind of hope he does. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you could make a small fortune. You certainly get loads of hits on YouTube if you did that. That would be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he, everything at the end, he just adds the word "poo" to it. So. He was singing, oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, how poo are your branches? And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, We're in that phase then, are we? Yes. I think, I think, I think, yeah, and I don't actually think that there are, children don't get out of that. We don't get out of that, do we? Because we've already, we've already discussed poo and giggled about it. So I think we just, no one does. Poo's funny. Farts are funny. Poo is always funny. Yeah. It's just, it's just when it's appropriate and not appropriate, you know. I mean, before, before we start wrapping up as well, um, I want to talk about it because it's a Friday. I want to talk about Fuck It Friday. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about everything it is, everything it does, what happens on Fuck It Friday. Well, it's just, you know, when, you know, there's a, this chuck it in the fuck it bucket because you just have mm-hmm. got to the end of the week and there are things that you will be, pleased with grateful for and there are things that you just think oh for fuck's sake how (laughs) did that happen and you need actually to draw a line under it because some of the things that you need to get rid of are things that could become quite toxic if you let them then just roll over and and sure they'll they're going to be in your head and they're going to start either making you think that you aren't the person the able to carry on and do the job that you thought you were doing yeah or there are things situations that you are absolutely not in control of and you just have to say right well okay stop so fuck it friday is just 
draw a line under it, have a glass of something alcoholic or not, depending on your preferences, but just everybody have this sort of corporate cheers together and say, you know, cheers, here we go, end of, together. So that's what, that's what Fuck It Friday is. You know what? It's such good advice. Like I remember the last lecture I had in university and I have a very short attention span. So four years, not well spent, but I listened to this one, listened to this one very well. And it was one of the lead lecturers and he was like, you know, you're going to come off against all these challenges and you can tell it's going to be like a really inspiring speech. And it went on a bit. I'm not going to lie. It did go on a bit. And then at the end he was like, but you know what? All said and done. Fuck it, really. <laughs> and he basically was like that. And do you know what? That got me through my NQT year, like, you know, sort of like 10, 10, 10 years ago now. Got me through my NQT year because I was like, do you know what? In the grand scheme of it, does it, it, it is a child going to come to harm because I didn't do this marking tonight? No. You know, I know at this time of year, it's like a weird mix between assessments, but it's also like Christmas. So yeah. everybody wants to like, Forget the assessments, but also get the data and then also like move on to the fun stuff because the kids are dwindling now, aren't they a bit and uh, getting tired. So it's, it's, it's so many like different like things pushing and you know what, like I would honestly do a few of those marking papers a night and then just work chip away at it. And I saw the night you had like a post on Facebook about what teachers are actually thinking this time of year um and we were like talking about that in our team and it was like oh my god like yeah it's and when you said that like data drop I was like that was the bane of my life like that autumn two data drop because it has to be done perfectly so you can plan really well but honestly like I ended up putting so much pressure on myself with those assessments that I ended up just having to say like I'm gonna have to come back to this after Christmas and just rethink my teaching or the way I teach or what I've done in terms of meeting the needs of these kids because something maybe isn't working or this thing is working. And yeah, it can, there's a lot, there's a lot of things on there and probably more that you could have added, right? Oh, there there are so many more things. I mean, (laughs) you know, I don't, yeah, it's just when you've got a combination of you're trying to get the class to do their reading comprehension they have eaten chocolate, <laughs> at least one piece. And if they're, you know, if they're nan and their great nan have also bought them, they've had at least two or three pieces. They've, the elf has probably done something ridiculous in their house. And if you've got one in the classroom, the elf will have done something in there. You want them to perform at their best. And down the corridor, all you can hear is the jingling of bells from EYFS or um, Year One singing their <laughs> Christmas songs. So you're trying to do all of that. And then you get emails to say, we need the data to buy here. We've got to do this with it. And yes, you absolutely want to do that because that's your job. But equally, you are feel like you are being pulled from place to place to place. But yeah. Christmas is brilliant. I hate glitter, but Christmas is brilliant. I love Christmas in school. Like it was the one time where I feel like I could be the best version of a teacher I wanted to be. It's so fun. You'd like... Do like sneaky little things. Like I remember one year we did the Polar Express. I think it was the 25th anniversary of the year we did it. And we watched little clips of the film and then we read the book, which I love. And we did all like loads of stimulus and we got some like fab writing and we, we did some like cool kind of problems of shape with the train and stuff. And yeah, it was awesome. 
and then it was like okay now I want to play in Christmas land and make Christmas cards aplenty and I mean we we joke all the time like me and my old TA um because she's like the um supplies supplies lady like the go-to um yeah and I was like saying well that's the reason I first became friends with you because I knew if I wanted extra glue sticks or glitter you were the lady to talk to <laughs> and we always it's obviously not she's like she's such a great person like she's so lovely but yeah we always joke that like you know you'd sound like the cutest kid and be like Mrs. Abati please can please can we have some more glue sticks and like they'd be so cute it'd be like she almost couldn't be like oh no I can't yeah. give you any more <laughs> no I'm not a huge fan of glitter I have to say because it just have you have you had a bad experience with it um oh yeah I mean like when children sort of have held it in there you put little bits of glitter out and you turn around and it just looks like there's been sort of and a unicorn has exploded it just is horrendous and there's stuff (laughs) everywhere and that you know you say to why is it in your eyebrows Yes, why is it on their hands? (laughs) Well, because you know they've got it on their hands, and then they've wiped it, or or it's up there. No, you no, no. Yeah, I um, I used to have that carpet. I don't know if you're the same. I used to have that carpet in my classroom. That's like, it's like sticky carpet. Does that make sense? It's like bobbly. Yeah, it's like non-stick cut, non-stick carpet, but it's very sticky, very sticky. And anything that goes in there, it's in the weave forever. So you're hoovering out that glitter till March. Yeah, well, you're not hoovering up the glitter. The whoever is doing the hoover in your room is hoovering it up quite viciously. You know, when they yeah. they're not very happy with you yet, <laughs> and you hear the sort of hoover being slammed around a glass, you think, "Ooh, okay, I think I might not go back into my room till they're done." Yeah, it's like ragging up the underlay and everything. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> well, I mean, what I did one year when it's particularly bad is I actually like. Got because they used to like unlock the cleaner cupboard at like a certain time. So at like third play, I like went in there, got the Henry, and like was like <gasps> get rid of it because I knew that if Monica walked in, that was the cleaner's name. If she walked in and saw that, she'd be like, no, no, <laughs> just no, no. And then she came in and she was like, oh, yours isn't too bad. You should see next door. I'm like, oh no, we just try, <laughs> Monica. We just try. <laughs> yeah. It's when it, when I feel I have to apologise as I go, I say, I'm really sorry. Like, oh, it's all right. And you think, okay, well, I, I have apologised. <laughs> yeah, you're like standing in front of the door. You're like, before you go in there, I just, yeah, just, just let me say, I'm really sorry. And I did get them to pick up all the big bits they could possibly find. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's been so wonderful talking to you, Mrs. Smith. And, you know, I think... I think that like so many people get so much from you. So please keep doing exactly what you're doing. We oh, love you at Twinkle. <laughs> Every, people on social obviously love you. I mean, yeah, I don't, like you were kind of saying, you don't know what you quite do if uh, if your kids that you taught knew that you were like this social media superstar, I guess. Well, I don't think superstar. I think superstars overegging the pudding <laughs> slightly. Although I did find out, I did find out the other day that according to the advertising stage standards agency, because you know I have to be a bit careful about stuff. Like yeah, that. of course. Yeah. Um, 
If you get to 30,000 followers, that makes you a celebrity. Now, I'm on 29,000. So I'm a thousand away from being a celeb. Which, oh, which, wow. <laughs> well, which, we, have to, we have to do something yeah, about yeah, yeah. that. But it, but it actually means nothing, does it? Except that I reckon that year six might explode. Um, and also wet themselves in absolute horror and hilarity at the thought that <laughs> me is anywhere close to being a celebrity status. Well, I mean, you know, you know the next stage, right, Mrs. Smith? You're going to be on with Holly and Phil on this morning, and then you're going yeah. to have to anonymize yourself. You're going to yeah, have to. I would. Well, I'd have to have a bag on my head, wouldn't I? Actually, <laughs> I have that. I do. In much, I did. In my, I did get bags made that had all the dates for the full moon on. Oh. So I'll have to. I'll have to get one of those and stick that on my head if I go on with them. Um, Hollywood, yeah, or like you'll like be in a chair with your back to the camera. It's not like anonymize your voice to like that. Hello, I am. Pix- pixelate my face. I think that's, <laughs> what I need to do. that's funny. I like that. Well, this is the next step. It's only. Yeah. It's only. Uh, it's it's only all coming to you. You know. So, uh, <laughs> and um, um, you know, do you want to just quickly tell people if they don't already follow you, um, how how they can kind of, you know, see see what you're being. You're, you're kind of saying uh, and you're up to yeah, everything so like you, well if you go to facebook and it's um at mrs smith says it on facebook mm-hmm. so yes you can find her there she, she's on instagram but i don't i don't instagram very much because well i'm, I'm a bit lazy about that um <laughs> and i don't twitter either because twitter i find is hmm, can be unkind on on occasions and i'm yeah not doing, i'm not doing edgy twitter and 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 having all of that shenanigans because Despite, and some people do think Mrs. Smith is real. She isn't real. She is sort of a creation of of sort of all the teachers I've ever taught with and been with and learned from. So, yeah, despite the fact that someone has emailed me once before and asked me where a child's jumper was, and I wasn't able to help with that, but the person who emailed me was like... The person who emailed me about... So, So they emailed you and were like... They thought you were a Mrs. Smith. A Mrs. Smith, yes. And and for some reason, they had put Mrs. Smith into Facebook and come up with me. And they obviously, thankfully for that Mrs. Smith, who is the real teacher, Mrs. Smith, they hadn't looked at how sweary that Mrs. Smith can be. No, they sent me an email and they were really quite disappointed oh. that their child had lost their second jumper in a week. Um, and, you know... What was I going to do about it? And I did actually thought, well, okay, fine. I I did say. Did, did you humour it? Were you like I, to begin with? Uncle. I said, was was the either of the jumpers named? Because if it was, it will probably come back to your child. And FYI, I'm not real, and I'm you know a comedy character. So perhaps you need to look for your Mrs. Smith. And I did get a. And she didn't. Whoever it was, the parent didn't tell me whether she'd named the jumpers. She did come back and apologise for that. And I did have someone ask me that they were fine struggling with their pie chart homework. Oh, no. And they were, no, finding it really hard. And um, so I did send them a couple of BBC Bite Size clips and said, you know, have a look at these. But also, I'm not real. So perhaps you need to find the email of your teacher and ask them about the homework. I literally love these parents who are Facebooking what they think is the child's yeah. teacher at God knows what hour being like, oh, where's that jumper? Imagine like if that if you were actually that teacher, you'd be like, oh, do you know what? I think I saw it on Henry's peg. Yeah. <laughs> 
they've just mixed up don't worry sort it out tomorrow <laughs> oh mrs smith it's so lovely to have you and um yeah we uh we just thank you for for coming on and enlightening us with mrs smith so thank you very much no worries take care Thank you for listening to this episode of Not Another Education podcast. If you enjoyed it, why not give us a follow on any of the relevant streaming platforms? See you soon. Bye.